appreciative of everything. So yeah, let me get to it. Okay, yeah, we're not filming at all, so this is all gonna be audio. Okay. Yeah, yeah, no, no, no reason to get it. Um, uh, yeah, so awesome. Okay, yeah, and we'll just start right now. Um, greetings, everybody out there in Dreamland. Uh, namaste and salam. Iron sharpens iron, and a friend sharpens a friend. Thank you all for tuning in to another broadcast of the Beyond Top Secret Texas broadcast. I am your host, Tex. Broadcasting to you from the third coast, the Gulf Coast of Texas, and it is my pride and privilege to be doing so. This time, interviewing one of the icons, living legends in this world of paranormal uh, journalism. That is Lon Strickler of Phantoms and Monsters. Uh, it's 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 not only it's the legend of the website, but then now also a radio show, YouTube channel, as well as uh, books. Covering a huge, hugely influential uh, number of years. You know, we have the legend right here. So, in his own words, let him introduce himself. Lon, take it away. Hey, well, how you doing? Yeah, uh, name's Lon Strickler. I I run the Phantoms of Monsters website, blog, or whatever you want to call it. Uh, I've been doing this now for, well... I, I've been part of the paranormal for almost 45 years, if not a little bit longer. Uh, kind of got into it when I was younger. I'm an intuitive, and um, the paranormal kind of became second nature to me. So, uh, But I started the blog in, in 2005, so uh, I've been doing it daily, or try to do it as much as I can uh, every day since then. And... Uh, yeah, it's kind of expanded and become popular. And um, as far as uh, people uh, coming forth and, and submitting articles or submitting reports, uh, it's it's been very gratifying. And um, I, I like to think that I've had some influence on on the paranormal, particularly the crypto world, as a result of it. I, I can assure you, you have. Uh, not only have I myself gone on your blog, exactly for the past decade more and, and change and everything. I know I don't know exactly when I discovered it, but I know it's been over ten years. I know it has been now twenty years. It has been over ten years. Uh, you have been on um, Monsters and Mysteries in America, Ancient Aliens, a variety of different uh, mainstream broadcasts, as well as. In in the world of YouTube creators and other podcasters, uh, I guess you would call it amateur or peer to peer. Um, definitely, it rings out. Uh, Beyond creepy, for example, um, always uses the Phantoms and Monsters blog as you know source material and everything like that. And so I, I just know it ripples, it ripples, and uh, what you have done will be remembered, will be remembered as some of the most influential and important Fortean work, and, and work in that in that Fortean field. Well, I appreciate that. Um, yeah, uh, the proprietor over at uh, Beyond Creepy, he and I have been friends for quite a while, so uh, we kind of work off each other. <laughs> no, <laughs> so, uh, yeah. I totally uh, get it, yeah, I mean, it, but no, I, I um, as far as me getting involved with the paranormal, it's, you know, I didn't plan it. Uh, I, I discovered that I had intuitive abilities when I was younger. 
And uh, it, it kind of expanded beyond that. I mean, that was back in the late 60s and uh, back at the time when, you know, people were not talking about the paranormal. I mean, not like they do now. It's, it's become mainstream. But at that period of time, when you told somebody or talked to somebody about the paranormal and, um, you know, I was doing cases when I was in high school. So that's the mid-70s. And, uh, you know, you tell somebody you're a paranormal investigator, you kind of get that funny look from them. And they wonder what the heck you're talking about. But, uh, you know, when I, I was born and raised um, near Gettysburg, so I was on the battlefield a lot. Um, and I wasn't there basically for for the ghost and everything else that goes on there. I was there because I'm a little history nerd. That's the reason why. But I spent a lot of time there as a kid to just get on my bike and, and, and ride out to the uh, to the battlefield. Um, but when I uh, when I graduated from high school, I moved down to Maryland. I lived near Baltimore for about forty years, raised a family, and then I moved back up here in 2016. So I'm back to where I started at. And um, but no, I mean it's uh, you know the whole blog thing, the whole writing. I, I I really wasn't much of a writer. I never thought about writing or anything to that effect. Uh, when when the internet first started and blogs started becoming more popular, I was writing for a couple of other blogs and a couple other websites, and uh, I was posting my investigations and such. But for many years. I, I would I was taking notes of uh, you know people who have witnessed paranormal uh, activity and uh, you know I had a I had a, a large database of, of stuff I had written down you know I'd go on vacation somewhere and I'd stop here and there and I'd be collecting stories I did that for many many years and um, so you know I I was mostly into the the uh, the hauntings and, and infestations and such for the most part uh, until I had a Bigfoot encounter in 1981. And uh, that kind of got me on the road to cryptids. Uh, I wanted to know what I saw, though I, I, I suspected at the time it was a Bigfoot. But uh, I wanted to get more in depth into it. I mean, you know, of course, if something like that happens to to you, I mean, you you want to know what it was that you encountered. So uh, yeah, that kind of was the nexus of my uh, my cryptid journey. And um, you know, I'm kind of what you may call an eclectic fortian. I I just collect stuff from all over, and I do investigations at this point now. Or any type of unexplained phenomena. So, um, yeah, it, it's expanded. I've got a, a bunch of people working with me who, uh, on the Fams of Monsters 14 research team, we do boots on the ground investigations uh, nationwide, even up into Canada. And um, that has worked out very well. Uh, I've got some very good people working with me who I, I trust implicitly, and uh, we've been involved with some pretty major investigations in particular what i would say is probably the biggest one that we've been involved with was the chicago mothman uh investigations and sightings and um but we've had others we've been working on uh the cryptic canine phenomena here in pennsylvania and a few other things so um 
it keeps us busy. I mean, I, I, I have to admit, I mean, there, there's very few days I don't have something that it piques my interest to where I want to look into it. So, um, yeah, and if I do get if I do get a case that I can't look at, you know, I have people that I can kind of send it out to, and if they can, uh, they'll they'll go to the location, talk to the witness, make a report, and we go from there. So uh, it's kind of worked out, and it's been uh, you know it's been a labor of love. I I guess that you want to call it. Oh, I, I would definitely call it that, and I definitely you know salute to you. Caps off to you, sir. For doing that, because in cryptozoology, everyone seems to either work for themselves. If it's not in the BFRO type Bigfoot clubhouse type attitude, you know, if you're saying like the the other cryptids, Mothman, uh, cryptid, canines, devil dogs, uh, but everything, even including lake monsters, uh, anomalous aerial beasts, or what they would call them, atmospheric beasts, not, there is no organized or actually concerted effort into researching that, at least from what I have seen, and I have seen, um, you know, quite a lot of it. There's no conventions, there's no teams of people going to do that, so thank you very much for your efforts, and definitely for for legitimizing it with your attention towards it. These are not just accounts submitted to you and uh, collected as curiosities or curios. These are, you know, I, I can sense that from you, that the actual earnestness and the the uh, the realism of it. You know, I, get, I can sense that. I, you know, maybe maybe I'm not being the best thesaurus type, uh, you know, that I've ever been right now, but the wordsmith I've ever been, but I can definitely feel sincerity, and that's definitely, you know, I mean, I, I believe I'm 100% a contactee to 100%. Um, we need not only more people like yourself, but we need you to have the funding and for the greater attention towards these efforts. Well, you know, <laughs> that's the one thing about being an, an investigator, paranormal cryptids or whatever. Um, it, it, if you think you're going to get rich doing it, that's just not going to happen. No. I mean, it, it, you're, you're funding your own self for the most part. Yeah. Uh, I can write I can write books. I, I can, you know, get a few bucks here and there but it's it's just never going to really be a sustaining type of income uh yeah sure you got a few people that go beyond and they they make a living off of it but very few uh and as far as i'm concerned as far as the paranormal and all aspects of the paranormal cryptids and such you know but i don't believe there's any experts Oh, uh, you know, I, I just when people well, introduce me as an expert, I just try to cut them off and tell them they're just no experts. I don't believe in that. And you know, the fact that I, I want my main my main concern by doing this is I want answers. Yeah. You know, I've always been very uh, interested, especially early on with um, with the. Um, uh, the alien abduction scenarios early on with like uh, Betty and Barney Hill. And, you know, that was kind of a big thing when I was a kid, when that first started getting out there. And of course, with the Patterson Gimlin film and a few other things and a few other cases and such, you know, I was watching at that time. The only thing I was really on TV was in search of, but you know, you, you, 
the cryptozoology wasn't really a big thing. And um, I kind of took it to heart and I kind of read as much as I possibly could, even though the source was the source material just was not there. There were very few people that were writing about it, and it's nothing like it is now. I mean, people who get interested in it now, I don't know if they really realize how sparse the information was back then. So, um, you know, I took it upon myself to uh, to go out and, and find answers. Uh, and, uh, yeah, so that's where, that's where it has, uh, that has where it's landed me at this point. Truly, we stand on the shoulders of giants, you know, such as yourself, who have already done the footwork and everything and actually compiled and, and uh, you know, accrued all this so that we could have a directory to search, you know, keyword, whatever we need to, and look up the Phantoms and Monsters blog. Um, so, once again, thank you for that. I mean, that's that's absolutely one of the things we appreciate so much about the Phantoms and Monsters blog. I mean, us and the community and everything is we can use it as a guidebook, as a reference, as like a field manual. It's a one-stop shop for everything that we really are curious about. But And the second thing is, uh, you were right about no experts. Uh, experts typically are the ones in most fields with the, with the answers, all the answers. And in this field, it's with all the questions. The more questions you actually have is the more expert you're considered. Because you, you've seen more and you're, you're just, you know, there's no... There's no uh, there's no end to the the absolute uh, like you know it's stranger things in heaven and earth than in your imagination, Horatio. You know mm-hmm. there is no end to the variety and to the descriptions, the accounts. What do you always think of the UFO, for example, or uh, Bigfoot, for example? You think you've always heard it all, and then you hear something else, and it, it completely unwinds everything or puts it on it, you know, on its head basically because, you know, it's it's like it's it's. Fortean in the way that there is no explanation beyond accepting what has just happened or what people tell you. Like, there's no making sense right. of it. There's no trying to justify it or make, uh, be skeptical about it. You have to just take it at face value and be dignified enough to let that, let that kind of, you know, internalize. You know, like, you have, to, you have to humble yourself when you hear these stories and be like, that happened, this person saw it make of it what you can but it's there and it's like you know it's very humbling well i've been pretty fortunate i and i admit that um i've been lucky enough to experience a few odd things in my time and um you know i've I've also been fortunate enough to be able to talk to people and and uh and to get cases that i i can get involved with and, and investigate and continue on with it um, you know, I, I'm not saying it, it doesn't require a lot of work because it does. I mean, I, I put at least six to seven hours a day in just the blog itself and, uh, let alone writing books and, uh, you know, other things that I get involved with. Uh, a lot of it, a lot of what I do is being on the phone with people calling me and asking questions. I mean, I get that a lot. So, uh, that's just part of what I do. I, I don't charge for anything. I, you know, but I, I just, I, someone, I'm just regular person looking for answers. And, um, if I come up with a theory or something that I believe to be true, or I believe to be fact, then I, I, I'll come forward with it. But, uh, you know, and that's the one most interesting thing about this whole Chicago, uh, winged humanoid Chicago Mothman, if that's what you want to call it. Um, that whole investigation, this thing has been going on and on and on and continues on. 
And, um, you know, we really still have no answers to it. Uh, but, you know, we're going to keep at it. And I've got people working with me who I, I, I believe are very interested in, very good investigators, very knowledgeable. And um, so, uh, yeah, I feel comfortable with them. And uh, they know it. I tell them. <laughs> so we... You know, we try to get as many answers as we can, but, um, yeah, like I said before, it's a labor of love, and that's just something that we love to do. And, you know, that's why I put it out there uh, for for being a record so people can can go to it and, um, you know, if they have questions, and then they can contact me. But uh, I, I try to present as much of the case or as much of the actual encounter or incident as possible in words and uh they can read it and uh and it goes from there so uh i just try to provide for them to think on their own now that being established uh lawn do you have any uh personal favorites or or any that have lingered have stuck with you in terms of the user submitted accounts or uh, you know if you would like to even describe your own accounts um, but, but user submitted accounts over the years, I know you have thousands, maybe thousands that have already built yeah. up, uh, but surely there have to be a few that, you know, when asked that question, a few just come to mind, a few, a few just turn on and, and we would definitely like to hear, you know, from the, from the, uh, curator, the archivist himself. Well, you know, I've had some pretty interesting encounters myself, but this whole Chicago uh, phenomenon is, is just really a cut above everything that I've ever been involved with. Um, it, the, and the fact that we've got a winged humanoid that is being seen for the most part in an urban area uh, and continuously seen by multiple people who have no association with anybody else who for the most part don't even know that these sightings are continuing or have continued or have been happening. Um, and by happenstance, they will stumble across us and then they will submit it. it you know, the most, the, the interesting part about this whole thing is at this point right now, we've got 168 sightings that we believe are valid sightings. Uh, there have been others that we kind of discounted, but, you know, it, it, we keep a record of it. But anyway, for the most part, everyone who has had an encounter or a sighting of one of these these beings describes the same thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, it's not like they're working off each other. And, and many times when they will call you or contact you and you talk to them and say, well, you know, what, what you experience is not much different than what people have been experiencing since 2011. I mean, and even before that, because this phenomenon has been going on for quite a few years. And um, that whole upper Midwest area in particular, uh, with Illinois, Indiana, and, and Wisconsin, there, there's a lot of winged phenomena that, that occurs in that area. I mean, you've got the Thunderbirds, you've got these these winged humanoids. You've got other types of winged beings that are just not explained. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's something that has been going on for quite a while. 
So, uh, yeah, you know, it's, it's all, I, I tell you, it, it's very interesting every time you do get a report. And, uh, it, you know, you, you're just, I'm just fascinated by when people tell me what they saw. And it's almost exactly what someone else has, saw, has seen for years or other people have seen for years. And, um, you know, when you tell them what's been going on, I mean, their shock is just, you know, palpable. Even over the phone, I can I can tell when they're shocked and surprised by it. So um, that that case, I mean that case, I've had some alien abduction cases that I've been involved with for many years. Um, I've had some hauntings that I have worked with. I mean, some of these some of these hauntings last for years. These cases, uh, there's just been many of them. I, I I went back. I had somebody ask me the other day how many how many haunting cases that I've actually worked for the most part remotely uh, because I am a trained remote viewer and uh, I, but I have done used that skill for other types of investigations. I went back and looked and I've done over 135 cases over the years, uh, just include just hauntings. That doesn't include everything else. And, um, but if I had to, if I went and, and, um, tallied everything that I've been personally involved with as far as investigating. I had no idea how much it is. You lost the time, right? Lost to the numbers. and it just Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, you do this for 40, 45 yeah. years, uh, it just becomes a blur at some point. I mean, sure, if somebody will reference a case and I, you know, yeah, I remember that or I remember this and that. But uh, I've probably forgotten more than I remember at this point. Uh, to ask you a question about the Mothman sightings in Chicago and the whole greater phenomenon of winged humanoids in that Great Lakes area up to the East Coast and down to West Virginia, like that Appalachian area, um, do you think that they're also connected to not only the Mothman of the 1950s sightings in West Virginia, but the Snallygaster and the Jersey Devil sightings of the East Coast as well? Um those are typically considered unique uh, phenomenon, unique cryptids, but I think it's a part of a bigger picture involving these flying dark, app, uh, you know, humanoids, or, or for lack of a better word, flying mysterious entities, we, you know. I, I believe that most cryptids, if not all, now I, I, I think there are some circumstances where they, they may be indigenous creatures like some Bigfoot in certain parts of the country or part of North America. Or even around the world. But I think cryptids in general are interdimensional beings or some type of supernatural being. Um, I, I call them portal travelers. Uh, there's, there, the evidence has been anecdotal for the most part. But if you, you logically think about it and, and, and start taking what evidence that you do have and, and uh, try to come up with a conclusion, it always comes back to, to one main uh, point is that these are these beings for the most part are here all the time and they're not leaving evidence like bodies and 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 a lot of other physical evidence there's something else going on and you know i i, I think over more recent years a lot of these investigators who have been involved with this for a long long time are starting to come around to that they're more open-minded about it they just don't push you away like they used to 
Uh, you know, I've been talking the interdimensional theory for 20 years now. I mean, you know, uh, I, I've had a lot of pushback on that for a long, long time. But I, I think I think the paranormal, the supernatural, for the most part, is all connected. And I'm talking about UFOs, hauntings, mm-hmm. cryptids, all of it. I, I think there there is maybe a fine line that connects all of them to some some degree. Um, very rarely will we get a case or a sighting where after you talk to the witness and, and start investigating and go more and more into it, other things will come out about the sighting. I mean, other phenomena that they didn't think was probably important, but they will later admit to. And, uh, yeah, I, I think there's a very fine line uh, and some, a lot of connection between the supernatural. I absolutely agree. And, um, you know, you're you're always welcome here to speak about that subject because we're totally on the same page. Um, I'm reading right now the works of Charles Fort right now. So, uh-huh. so not only a 14 in name, like a lot of people call themselves, in my opinion, 9 out of 10 people who call themselves 14 actually haven't read the works of Charles Fort. But like like you said, once you actually read what he has written down, the same conclusions are you know obviously prominent that there is something obviously much bigger going on here, and like how he calls it, there's some there's some agent, some maybe even dark dark like controller or something over this world that is literally we're at the whims of or the the strings are pulled you know the veil is above our eyes and you know we're we're mostly always looking down and trying to ignore it but like everything in the world if it's in the real world if it's real it's all connected everything's connected you just got to figure out how it's your position and that's from your day you're born to the day you die it's you got to figure out what's going on and how it all relates to and it's the same thing with these and there's they're no less important at the same time, no less, uh, you know, uh, mysterious or unexplained as, as you know, uh, truth, justice in the American way and stuff like that. Like you said, there's this the whole thing of like who we are and the cultures that we're from and the Native Americans and the country that they existed all alongside of it. And it's all because and it's it's easy when you go to the Pacific Northwest, how Bigfoot is it's central to the identity of how the entire society and communities and people and the cultures that spring up, uh, Sasquatch is, is real and it's as real as we are. And if it's, if we declare it not being real because it's intangible, then we are ourselves equally unreal because we are equally untangible. And like you said, it's, it's this type of thing where when you're doing it so long, it's not a matter of individual cases. It's a matter of years and years and years of experience. And it becomes uh, something that's not distinguishable between, oh, in this one case, I heard it, and this is what convinced me. It's, uh, it's you know, when you walk the walk, you'll talk the talk, and it all makes sense. You know, it, it all lines up. Um, thank you very much uh, for coming on. We're already reaching the half hour mark. Uh, if you could tell us how to reach you, how to find you and everything, I know your time is precious, but short and sweet, we got to the point, you know, I hope, uh, everybody listening to my podcast around the world goes and, uh, supports Lon Strickler where you can find him. but you know, please in your own words, where would you like you, uh, to, to find you? What links? Well, the, the blog site is famsmonsters.com. Uh, and, um, 
you know, I, I do put the blog out daily as much, you know, best I can. Uh, and, uh, I do a podcast every Friday night live. Uh, it's a live show, but it's a podcast over on YouTube. You just go to YouTube and search Phantoms of Monsters Radio. Uh, this Friday night, we are Tobias Whalen, who's the main investigator with me as far as with the Chicago Mothman phenomena. Uh, he will be on the show. We'll be talking about, uh, with some updates of what some of the things that we have, uh, gotten this year and a few other things. And, uh, what we do, we leave the chat open for people to ask questions and we answer questions live. So, uh, uh, people seem to like that. So, um, and that's one format that we do. Um, I've got, I've written nine books. Uh, four of them are actually in print at this point over, and I can get them at Amazon. Just go, just search my name, Lon Strickler, and it'll all come up. And the team's website is cryptidhunters.org, and that's the Phantoms of Monsters 14 research team. And, uh, yeah, so that's pretty well it. Well, thank you very much, Mr. Strickler, Lon Strickler, Phantoms of Monsters blog. You have been an amazing uh, guest and as well as an influence to the whole world of paranormal and Fordian research. You uh, definitely belong on the Mount Rushmore of uh, paranormal journalists, and, and definitely I'll do my best to make sure that happens. You know, uh, you know, to everyone I meet and everything, I'll always pass on a good word and a recommendation to Phantoms and Monsters. Because, you know, as a crypto zoological well, source... I appreciate it, that. Or it's the gold standard. You, 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 have, you have created the gold standard, and you deserve to hear that as the maker's mark. It is a masterpiece in, in you know, just that cryptozoological early... Uh, paranormal blog work and the way it's been kept consistent and 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 active i mean uh much respect and and obviously salute to you because you know many have tried and many have failed at doing that and you have not only succeeded but will continue to succeed in the future i see you know 2023 is just you know the, it's just another year into into its uh, long run glory and i don't think it's ever going to go away really and once once someone else takes up the baton it'll just keep going on well i want to thank you for having me on and i want to wish you and everybody else happy holidays and uh we're looking forward to another great year thank you many more to come many more to come i want to see phantoms and monsters blog in 2033 and 2043 and 2053 but we'll see. <laughs> knocking on wood, knocking on that wood. So thank you all very much out there at Dreamland. Thank you very much, Lon Strickler, Phantoms of Monsters blog. Thank you very much. <laughs>